from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. We're very much a pro-chicken finger show. I'm trying to deliver a serious message. Just listen. You're not going to like him when he's angry. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Cofield and Company. Adam Hill is the company as he's uh, working on, just for us, uh, the story of the day, which now turns out to be Raiders president Mark Bedane has resigned. I came out about 25 minutes ago. Mark Davis said, uh, thanks, and good luck, and whatever's in the future. That was basically in the statement, which uh, I know you thought was interesting because there was a lot of capitalization. Was the Tony Ferguson route for those who follow MMA at all like every word is capitalized in the in a, every in a word yeah oh wow which is fine although for my purposes trying to scramble a story together means that when they send you a statement you can't just cut and you can't just copy and paste it you've got to rewrite it because you Tough. can't capitalize every letter which probably costs an extra what 45 seconds it sucked yes but you still, you times still, of the essence you Steve. still well yes well right now it is you're doing a show and you're trying to write a story which is not the first time you've done that you're you're accustomed to it so we have a special guest in studio with us is uh daniel mccartan our friend from wfan in new york is uh vacationing in las vegas you come into town and the uh i actually i think the weather's nice but if you're trying to get all brown and baked up it's not the best weather sorry yeah. my uh, my tanning oil uh, i should have not even put it on today because there you go Go zero. <laughs> Sat in the uh, in the in the rain, actual raindrops, and uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, this is the whitest I've ever been in on July 19th, ever. Did you notice the tanning oil? Have you ever used tanning oil, no, Adam? No, because you're as pastier, pastier than me. And I, I'm going to the beach for, for what the fourth time of 2021 next week. Still, you got to bring your tanning wet. oil. Well, I, I just go spray, just spray on whatever I got. It's good. It what do you, whatever you, what do you, what do you use? Hundred? Seventy? Uh, Fifty? Thirty? I think 50? seventy. I think seventy. You go seventy? Right. Sure. Seventy? Yes. <laughs> I think that's how. What do you think you're saying? Yeah, seventy. Seventy. The yeah. sun is overbearing there. It's crazy. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty. It's you're like at the equator. It's crazy. Yeah, the worst part when you're pasty. There's certain areas you have to hit, or you get like weird burns. I get the burns are out of control. No matter. Well, what. I've seen. It's, I've seen Adam Hill burned badly at his worst at like multiple times you've come in the studio i'm like what i that that's actually in that case i'm uncle steve yeah where i, I every time I'm like what are you doing Just, that's how i learned how do you get caught outside you, and it happens almost every summer well i also i'll sit at the pool for like nine hours so i think you're just gonna get burned no matter what you reapply. what are you supposed to do you reapply <laughs> you gotta go back to the room you have an it's area that thing. consistently gets burned uh, forehead for sure. Yep. Even though I wear a hat, I don't know how that happens. I think I'm just looking up at the sun like an idiot. That that that's fine. Shoulders, yeah, f- absolutely. Not to get creepy. Do you, have a, do you have a worrisome area? You got to make sure. Or are you just naturally <laughs> all dark? Not really. Because okay. I'll, I'll I'll I will I'm gonna just show you guys. Top of the head, Steve. Yep, right here. I have <laughs> no. to go right to the monk the monk spot in the back, and if I don't do it, all hell breaks loose. Why aren't you wearing off. a hat? You know what? What happens a lot of times? I forget that I have a like a trucker's cap or the mesh. And it goes right through the mesh. And I'm like, I had a hat on. I'm like, idiot. It was mesh. That's There's old guy problems. Clown show. <laughs> it is, oh, oh, I'm the clown show. Okay. All right. Big five time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. 
All right, we come out of the gates with a little baseball. Yankees take two or three from the Red Sox. But one of the big stories of the weekend, well, one, we'll get to Garrett Cole and his behavior. But the other one was Yankees fan acts like a Red Sox fan, which I know the Red Sox fans are being driven nuts by this because now they're like, gee, we're not the only animals, you know, who misbehave and go after guys like Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, or, you know, call Adam Jones and bombs. Yankees fans are bad, too. There are bad fans everywhere. What a Yankees fan did over the weekend is completely ridiculous. And I I don't understand. I, I don't listen. I'm not familiar with the, enough with the justice system and what real charge you could throw at someone like this. But, ooh, the Yankees fan who threw it, Alex Verdugo, is banned for life. What does that do? I don't know because is I guess he can't buy tickets anymore. But if I'm banned for life and you bought the tickets, right. then – I guess I can we go have, to the game with you. Do we have facial recognition at the at the? Uh, you, you've been to the new Yankee Stadium. I haven't. Not that I know of. No. Right? Is it secret? They're scanning your face. <laughs> I think it's everywhere. I think they have it at um, yeah. Madison Square Garden, though. Do you you really think at baseball stadiums they have enough facial? They have like the technology where if this jabroni tries to get in, they're going to be able to catch. No, it. I don't think they're actually going to put it in use, but I think they have the capability. Not really. Yeah, they can do it if they want to. Huh. Yeah, but I don't like. I'm saying I don't think they will. Like, I think they know where everybody is at all times. And, and they could track his phone or something. They could do something to figure it out. They just won't. It's it's not a real discipline. It's not a real penalty. He's going to be able to go back to games. You're right. He'll just have somebody else buy it. How about, I know what I would do. Wear a home. mask. Oh, wear a mask. <laughs> like, hey, still worried about, still the, worried about time, the Rona. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. The okay. phone doesn't even recognize your face when you have a mask on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Your own phone. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, I, I suggested that Garrett Cole... Uh, behaved a certain way this weekend. It was actually at the All-Star game. I kind of like it. I don't know a whole lot about the backstory, but apparently J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox said that uh, Garrett Cole just ignored the Red Sox players who said hello to him on the bus. We're, yeah. we're going to have to take. We're gonna have to trust them on this because it's in Spanish. I saw the video. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I watched the video too. Yeah. yeah. So he was, he was talking uh, in the outfield. Uh, there was just a little conversation. He was saying he was – he actually did an impression of how – of how he got onto the bus and walked right past them. And, like, as he got on the bus, they were like, hey, what's up, buddy? And he did the impression of Cole just, like, putting his head down, like, walking past and ignoring them. I don't know if that's what he said, really. I'm trusting the translation on this one. But I saw the video. It's pretty funny. Well, then you had, I'm trying to look it up now, Amy Cole, the wife of Garrett Cole, basically wrote, and now her account is locked, but she responded. She locked it. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. No, she responded with, like, fake news. Like, that was not a real story. That did not happen. Why would he say it then? She said, this is the quote. She said, except for J.D. Martinez made it up. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> well, there it, we go. Yankees, also, Red Sox, controversy. It's also possible, like in these situations sometimes, like you just don't hear somebody. Mm-hmm. And, like they could both be right. Like he could have said, hey, what's up, buddy? And he just walked right past them, not hearing them. He could have had earbuds in, you know, sure. the tiny little ones. Yeah, sure. You never know. It's just, it's funny to think that he said that this happened. And by the way, they were like flashing back to the past. Apparently this was a big Bob Gibson thing back in the day where he was like infuriated that he'd have to play on the all-star team with guys that were his rivals all year long. Like I hate these guys all year. These are my, these are the guys that I'm supposed to go against and strike out and throw at their heads every once in a while. And now all of a sudden for one day, you want me to be a teammate with you? Screw you. I don't want to be a part of this. So uh, it's definitely a, um, a blast from the past and the competitive stuff that we've talked about before of, you know, some guys, some guys are just like, they can't turn it off. I kind of like that. I hope he did do it. And I don't know why you would say you didn't. Even if you didn't, I would be like, yeah, that's right. And now I'm going to strike you out next time I see you. And he did. He struck him out three yeah. times the next game. There you go. 
So over three, three K. Say that I ignored you. It's gonna come out. And by the way, this was not this is not JD Martinez going to the media yeah. and like and like, hey, that guy ignored me. He didn't he didn't make it public. It was a like a camera that was way far away over the field and they happened to be mic'd up and you just hear their conversation in Spanish talking about this. So this is not him trying to make a big deal of this. This just got out. Garrett Cole Number four. Keep going. Keep going. Garrett Cole is beloved in New York. People love him. Um, <laughs> he could do no wrong. And that sign, the Yankee fan today, tomorrow, and forever. Oh my, guess what? I'm reading a book, by the way. It's called The Bronx Zoom by Brian Hoke. And I learned yesterday by the rainy pool that he didn't make the sign. It was left by another family who didn't have tickets to that game, the World Series game, and he used the sign of the people that created, you know, that weren't going to the game. So, interesting. Nice. I thought so. Number four again. Number four. All right. Well, the Suns did it. They lost three straight. Hard to believe. It's fun. Well, DeAndre Ayton, I think not, you know, completely familiar with psycho-American sports culture as a uh, kid who grew up in the Bahamas said, yeah, it's, it, this is fun. Now we have to be focused. Like, okay. I don't think that's the way Sons and Four guy is probably reacting. That violent jackass. I love that guy. It is amazing in the NBA how narratives change this quickly because it does feel like the Bucks. I mean, I know they're in control at 3-2, but it does feel like they're doing everything right right now and some of the things the Suns were doing well, they can't get back to. Well, it also feels like after two games, like the Suns were the champions. And like, why are they even playing the rest of the series? And now, I if you didn't know any better on was it Saturday night when they played, uh, you would have thought that was the end of the series. Like everybody on Twitter is like, okay, well, Bucks win. Like, there is still game. There's still a finish. They still have to finish. Uh, I believe they will. Uh, I, I think what I said last week, I don't know what's going to happen in game five or seven, but I guarantee the Bucks win game six. So I got to stick by that. Like, I do think it's going to be over, but it's not over yet. Like, they, they could still win. All they have to do is win a game in Milwaukee and then have a game at home to try to close it out to the Suns. But the way things are going, they haven't figured out. They have not figured out the Bucks in their uh, ability to get to the rim in these last three games. They did it for one quarter, the first quarter of game five, and it's been all Bucks every time, every other time. When uh, I keep, you know, as I watch these games, and I'm a real casual fan now because it really has nothing to do with New York sports anymore, really. But I, I'm like, I'm thinking like the Brooklyn Nets should be there if it wasn't for the big toe of Kevin Durant stepping on the line as time expired, and it was a two pointer instead of a three pointer. But that's the most unpatriotic thing I've ever heard. What do you mean? It was good for the Olympic team to get Kevin Durant. Oh my God! You know what? I didn't even think of that. Thank God. Yeah, I know. What would this Olympic team look like? I have yeah. no without idea. Kevin Durant. I mean, right now they're favored, but I, I don't feel real good about how big a favorite they should be. I, I actually, I think they should be a bigger favorite. And I was also the one, as a Nets fan, who said both uh, Harden and Durant should not play in the Olympics. Screw the Olympics. Well, first of all, how dare you screw the Olympics? You know that's my 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 time. Uh, but we're gonna get to all the Olympics because some okay. of the updates coming up on the Olympics. Ain't great going I in. I still don't think Durant's playing in the Olympics. So we'll, we'll, we'll you are going to be heartbroken when it's canceled. When lots of stuff goes by the wayside, I know, and it, it's going it seems to. like it's inevitable. All right, so what's going to happen in the series? Are the Suns going to come back? Should I bet them? They're plus three ten to win the series. I have the Bucks at the beginning at plus one fifty five. Do I bet a Suns comeback? I'm going to go with no. No, I mean I already told. I already said I did not. I can't go back on it. I guarantee the game six win. 
Giannis is just too good. I already guaranteed it. I, I can't go back. I can't go back on you it. Go no? Game by game, you can change things. No, I can't. So you're confident. I'm stick by it. That doesn't sound like you're confident, though. No, but I already did it, so I can't, can't go well, back. That now. doesn't help me betting. That's what you're here for. I think he's gonna. I think the okay, the Bucks cover, win and cover. All right, top three. Number three. Uh, Golden Knights make a big move. It was pretty clear on Cody Glass that it was not going to work out. This goes back a few months because they really could have used his skill set, especially at that position in the playoffs, and they never turned to him. So what have they done here? What have they done here? Have they actually gotten someone who can go right in there and mix into one of the lines and play center? What they've gotten is somebody else's problem. So it's Nolan Patrick <laughs> for Cody Glass, in essence, with Nashville as a go-between. Two top 10 picks from 2017 that haven't completely worked out, both with injury problems and injury history uh, in their first couple of years in the NHL, and both probably will benefit from a change of scenery. I, I would think it, 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 it can't be bad, right? I mean... They weren't going to get anything out. They probably weren't going to get anything out of Cody Glass because they didn't want to get anything out of Cody Glass. They they didn't seem to want him anymore, and they didn't. Th- they thought that they'd given him a chance, given him a chance, and that he hadn't succeeded. And at that point, you have to try to get something for him. And what do they get? A player that's in an almost similar situation. A guy that missed an entire season because of migraine issues with Philadelphia came back. Wasn't great last year. But they do still believe in him. And a guy that uh, Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of Golden Knights, has worked with in the past when he was with Brandon uh, up in Canada. So he knows him. He thinks that he has all the potential and, and he fits what they need with the Golden Knights, which is another big uh, center that can be a little bit versatile for them and strengthen them up, up the middle. So they think that they can get something out of him. They weren't going to get anything out of Cody Glass. I think Cody Glass could very well succeed somewhere else. But that doesn't mean that the Golden Knights were wrong because they weren't going to use him. Top two stories. Number two. So on Friday, uh, Raiders Brass, Mark Bedane, no longer with the organization. If you missed it, he's resigned. Uh, Raiders Brass was talking to the uh, stadium committee about the parking situation, ingress, egress, Garth Brooks concert. It was not good. They know they and, know there were some challenges. And it was a perfect storm because it was 117 degrees on that Saturday night. And we also have reports that you know people were actually kind of hot inside. The building couldn't cool down quickly enough and strongly enough for all those people. You think it's a problem to walk over a mile in 117? I was just talking about inside. I, I know. But I mean outside. It's, yeah, I mean, that's it's a mess. There are going to be Septembers uh, during the football season where it's super hot. And obviously, if you have summer events in July and August, it's a living hell here to have to walk anywhere. So it's going to be tough. So one of the points you made last week about the stadium and we were talking about the concourse is that it feels kind of small inside. And you said you had the same problems with T-Mobile, right? Yeah. And it's because they plop arenas and stadiums onto pieces of property that are a little bit small for venues this size. What if I give you a wet and wild? What if I give you that site? That's be, big. It'd be good to go back, you know, seven, eight years and <laughs> decide to put an arena there. Well, what if we build another arena? Oh, it, oh you mean uh, over on Spring Mountain? The Sphere? Is that what you're talking about? No, that one's coming. That's the Performing oh. Arts Center. Oh, you're talking about using MGM Grand as an arena as it's supposed to be and no. Mandalay Bay as an arena as it is also. You're talking no. about one of those? No. And not the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson and not the Orleans Arena. What other arena over 5,000 am I missing? We have a lot of arenas now. <laughs> we do. We have a lot. Oh, you're talking about the new theater at Park MGM. It's pretty nice. Okay, well, that one's right around five. Okay. We still have the Hard Rock or one well, now it's Virgin. 
We have a lot of we have a lot of them. So that what you're talking about one of those arenas as, as a no, new arena? No, we have we potentially have another one on the way. Front Office Sports claims that Jackie Robinson's project on the Wet and Wild site is is ready to go. Uh, Eight News Now sat down with Robinson. Uh, listen to some of this report as they talk about the project. Again, it's all net arena. It's on the old Wet and Wild site. It's a massive piece of property. It would be the link between whatever the Drew becomes and the new build out of the Las Vegas Convention Center all the way up to the Sahara. Former UNLV and NBA basketball player Jackie Robinson has led Allnet from day one. He wants to build a hotel, arena, and retail complex where Wet and Wild used to sit. We will get this done. Over the years, plans have changed. Promises to county commissioners were made and made again. Today, Robinson says he isn't playing anymore. Ground will break again at the Allnet site in October, and he says nothing will stop it. That's the key that we're launching because we're prepared now. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a key. This thing that he's been working on this for a long time. He has, and it was, it was a good idea when he had it. This has been going on for almost a decade. 2014, like, they broke ground. And, and they got, in that time, we've gotten a hockey team with an arena that's already built for NBA with locker rooms and facilities and everything else there. And we've, we've also gotten, we've also built uh, the Sphere, which is almost done. We've built Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Like, all these arenas have come up since they decided to do this. When they did it, they were ahead of the time. They were ahead of, they had, ahead of their own time. They were like, hey, we need an arena. Bring an NBA team here. Great idea. Way too late now. It like, the, it's gone. It has the open air, too, right? The uh... It's retractable. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like retractable. For what? So we need, we need a, a retractable roof for an NBA team now? We're going to play outside? Yeah, I don't know about that, though. It's ridiculous. Because they're, they're not getting an NBA team there. That's going to T-Mobile. How it's do we know? Done. It's already done. How do we know? What if it's a better arena? Fine. Well, then they're going to the Sphere. Like, MSG wants to the, the, the Sphere. You can't do it in the Sphere. Have you not seen the design? You can't You can't do basketball in there. Take my word on they it. They want it. They can't do it. That's what. That's they, ridiculous. They can. They want it. Did you see Johnny Katz had some, some video inside, and it's like the thing is sloped down with a giant stage. It's it's not. Well, if you saw T-Mobile when there's concerts there, you wouldn't think they could do hockey there. No, stop. Are they really in the bidding? I saw Garth Brooks. I was like, how are they going to play NFL at Allegiant Stadium? Oh, they take the stage out and they play. They put a field in. Okay, that makes sense. You, you can't base it on the, like, yeah, the, the setup the, for a concert. Adam, the stage is on one side. There's nothing behind the stage. Garth Brooks did a stage in the middle of a football stadium. They'll wheel it out. They'll figure it out. out Again, it's not going to the sphere either. What I'm saying is they're probably, they'd probably be second or third up. T-Mobile is getting an NBA team. That's what, happening. What's the team? Is it going to be the Spurs? Well, it's going to be the, the NBA is going to use it for leverage for every other team to get arenas and yeah. then bring a new expansion team here is what they're probably going to try to do. But they're getting an NBA team. That was it's the worst kept secret in the world. That was part of the deal of taking the WNBA. That's what that's what it was. Like, OK, now you've proved you can do it. We're bringing an NBA team. deals are made to be broken. Things change. That's fine. Jackie Robinson's arena has a chance to get an NBA team. I'm confident. All right, when is it going to be? When is it going to be finished? Here's more details. Now, Allnet's project includes a 2,500-room hotel with no casino, a 3,000-seat theater, 400,000 square feet of retail space, movie theaters, and a grocery store. And yes, an arena, with or without the NBA. Would we like to have uh, an NBA team uh, in, in playing in that arena? Absolutely. But would we be deterred if we don't? No. I'm more intrigued that we're getting a grocery store on the Strip. <laughs> Because if there's one you thing did, you did, you did, you did <laughs> perk up. Then if there's one thing that we need where you can't park, it's a grocery store. Yeah. It seems like a good well, idea. There, but there's there's enough residential around there. It'd be nice to be able to walk to. You got like five towers there. 
be nice to be able to walk to a grocery store. And carry it all back? Good. Yeah. Good. In 117? Well, that part's rough. <laughs> I mean, you you, you live cream. near New York City. Everyone walks. We're going to start becoming a real city here. You get to walk. I still drive. This seems like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is, come on. It's uh, like all the drugstores on the strip make some sense. Because if you go to the hotel, then you walk down, it's fine. Nobody local actually goes to those drugstores. Yeah. That's fine. I, I can't see, especially in that part of the strip. You're right. If you're in Turnberry, I guess. You could walk over there. I guess. It's a pretty limited audience. And I think you're mostly sending your butler to do that. What if whatever the Drew is, that like half of that is residential? That'd be cool. What so, if Circus so, Circus? Okay. What if Circus Circus redevelops and there's residential there? We're then you got all the timeshare across the street. So we're building a grocery store for two buildings? How do we get we we went from talking about another arena in town that could steal the NBA? I'm done. I'm done I want to I actually grocery store. I want to make the case. It should be a baseball stadium instead of an arena. Yes. And then you you get fixated on the grocery store. That's I'll, the story. We can do this the rest of the hour because uh, I'm I'm annoyed by it. There doesn't need to be a grocery store there. It's what which part of that property? First of all, we've been talking about this for eight years. I know. Now it's finally coming together. If you would have told me at the beginning there's a grocery store, I would have said build it then. Because actually, now that I'm thinking about it more, it goes all the way over to Paradise, right? Yeah. So I guess you can put it on the back end of Perfect. That's that's it's fine. A great piece of property. You can enter from Paradise and also the Las Vegas Strip. Right, now, now, man, now build can... the grocery. Okay, if they screw this up and they don't build the grocery store on the back end on Paradise, we can have parking and actually access it, which was where Turnberry is. Also, that's your concern. This okay. is all I care about now. Okay. Build the grocery store there. Do not build it on the Strip side. Put the arena there that nobody's going to play in, and it's going to be empty for the next thirty years. It's like an Olympic venue in Greece, where there's like it's going to have weeds growing in it. That's fine, whatever. But build a grocery store in paradise. I'm in for that. The stuff you get fixated on. <laughs> Move on to the top story. Number one. We got to revisit this for sure. Uh, who's who's is it? Smiths? You think? Albertsons? I think number one. If you're targeting, but if you're targeting Turnberry and like the Drew and those, it should be like a Whole Foods, right? Number one. I'm not answering. Ari wants to move Why? on to number one. It's not. It's not going to be food. Can for we lunch. table it's the grocery the store? No. Can we table the grocery store debate discussion no. for tomorrow's show? No. I'm out. I'm going to. Number I'm gonna one. Drive. I'm sure Danielle's like. I don't know any of those I'm grocery gonna, stores. Yeah. What do you guys have now in Northern Jersey? Shoprites are the main thing. Shoprite nice. Yeah, they're plopping up all over the place. Yeah, yeah. new Shoprite nice. is A and P still around? No. Wow. No Shoprite makes a good like Italian sub. Shopping makes a good a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Are there yeah. Wawa grocery stores yet? That's what Adam and I would like. If they Just built a Wawa, yeah, not I'm yet. In. Well, there's Wawas everywhere. I mean, on the Jackie Robinson property. Then you're back in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Why didn't you throw that in as an option instead of a? a I don't look at it as a grocery. I don't look at it as a grocery store or a Whole Foods. It's more of a. It's more of a. I mean, the what if they built like the biggest order. Wawa in the world and include included groceries? Then I and I will your, and you can get your late night sandwiches without bread. I will serve as their PR director. And I will spread the word. You're leaving, you're leaving the newspaper. NBA, co- NBA comes to this facility, yes. Right next to Wawa. You the win, Wawa Arena. You would win the NBA for Jackie Robinson. I will dedicate my life you're, to it. I was going to say. Whether I fail or succeed, I don't know. Your life's work. But that's what I'm going to try to do. Build a Wawa there. Right, we got to catch up on time. Uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll get to uh, number one, even though I already played it seven times there. We do have to get to more of these preseason rankings around the Raiders. We just told you last hour that Pro Football Focus said they have the worst center in the NFL, and now another publication is saying they have the second worst front office in the NFL. 
It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. This is driven out to deep center field off the bat of Tommy Pham, back at the wall, and that ball is gone. Third home run of the night for the Padres. Tommy Pham's got his third hit. It's a solo home run. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Slam Diego Love. San Diego loves the Padres. San Diego loves the Padres. Now let me welcome everybody to the NL West, where the SD Padres about to prove they the best. Dodger fans act hard, but we know you're all pressed. That many hopped on the five and drove south when he left. We're America's finest city. Uh, it's not, it's not the greatest the ever. Not the greatest ever. Physically ill. <laughs> okay, so well. Cringeworthy. I used that to is, like it. That is cringeworthy. <laughs> they didn't do it super professionally. Slam The Slam Diego song. If you're going to do it, like put some time and production into it. You know, Tommy Pham with the home run, Vegas guy. Big game on Friday. Actually, a big weekend. I I, I hate the Padres now. Yeah, is that, just because it? it's awful? Yeah, just because it's, it's awful. Oh, my God. And I hate Tupac. Like He used to be my you favorite hate Tupac, artist. Too. I said earlier how much his death impacted me. I was talking about that literally two hours ago. you're out. I'm out. Because of the Slam Diego kids. Yeah. Uh, that was a 24-8 game that Pham had the home run in. He scored five runs. They get eight eight runs for the weekend. Uh, right now it's ten nothing. Washington's on top of Miami. So much for the sticky stuff. <laughs> top five, uh, and the Red Sox on the road at Toronto. Eleven nothing. Boston is on top of Toronto. Again, that's top third. Oh, you got to write a song about that. What's the Tampa Bay Baltimore score? Two nothing. It's not, this is not score center. No, I wanted to see. I was curious. Baltimore's up two nothing. Because I'm, you know. Maybe she bet it. No, but Baltimore is the worst team in the entire division, and they're beating the the that, Rays, so that that's helps. good for the Yankees. Yeah, that helps your Yankees. Yeah, since they don't play tonight, they can't lose. So, yes, yeah. I feel like the the Yankee fan vibe is like uh, some of the Raiders fan vibe. Not all of it, because there are a lot of a lot of Raiders fans are part of Status Quo Nation. They don't want any changes. They don't want to listen to anything. So we told you earlier, PFF says that their new center. Andre James is the worst center in the league. Um, what about that guy that they drafted? They, they picked Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, like everybody's like, wait a second, what? It's a good solid second round pick. We've uh, yeah, we've, they picked him in the first round, right? We've, yeah, we've been convinced here. The Raiders are going to draft what they want to draft when they want to draft them, and that's it. So deal with it. Oh my god, deal with it. I was actually looking. I have a quote from uh, from Mike Mack about that from the other day. I was trying to. I was trying to. Well, find what's it. the difference? In the end, they got. Uh, Trayvon Merrick, who they thought was going to be the first-round pick, and they got Leatherwood, so they got both of the guys they wanted. What, this, what does it matter if you, this they is, got him with the first or the second? This, this is what, is, these are the narratives that I'm This is what Mayak said. I'm saying. I know. This is what Mayak said about uh, the perceived reaches by the team in the draft. At the end of the day, it just comes down to eventually being judged on wins and losses. A couple of years down the road, people look back and say either Mayak sucked or he didn't suck, and that's okay. We have to believe in our board just like every other team has to believe in theirs. Which, but he was going to be there in round two. He says he wasn't. Oh, okay. He said they would have traded down, but he didn't think they'd get him. They didn't know who they'd get. He's a guard, right? The guy's a guard? He's, he's going to start a right tackle. Oh, exactly. Right tackle. Tackle. Well, other, that's one of the questions. Yeah. Is maybe he might be a guard. Other teams had him because he was – listen, he was the Outland Trophy winner. He was the best, he was the best uh-huh. offensive lineman in college football last year. 
not the best prospect, but he was the best actual player in college football on the offensive line. But the question was, can he play tackle in the NFL? Or does he have to move to guard at some point? Yeah, but there were, the Raiders there were, said he's our tackle. He, there were a ton of opt-outs, too. Like, sure. out of all the Absolutely. remaining ones, he sure. was the best one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. We'll find oh. out. I, yeah. They're spending a lot of time Bears coaching took a tackle. Him. He's going to go right in there. We'll see if he's better. That's who you're going to be judged against, really. And, when, you know, in the end, you know, guys like – when they reach on a guy like Cleef Earl, okay, he was, he was a reach. People didn't think he should be picked there. They picked him there. He's been good. He hasn't been fourth pick in the draft good. So that that's the issue that you set up the guy up with the, with expectations for the rest of his career based on where you draft him. And if you took Cleef Earl with the fourth pick of the second round, right now you'd be like, wow, great pick. That was unbelievable. Good job, Raiders. But you took him with the fourth pick of the first round. And people were like, yeah, he's not that good. And he doesn't get sacks. Well, he never was a sack guy. You took a guy who's a three down, you know, defensive lineman who's probably going to play inside some, stop the run, be a good overall player, but not get sacks. And now when he doesn't get sacks, they're like, well, he's the fourth pick in the draft. He's supposed to get 20 sacks. Well, it's not going to happen. That's not it. That's not what he does. But you set up those ex- those expectations, and now you're judging against every player that was drafted behind you. It's a tough spot to put somebody in, and it's a tough way to be judged, but that's that's the NFL. That's like it reminds me of the Andrew Thomas. When the Giants drafted Andrew Thomas at whatever pick it was, very high up, top five I think it was. Before Wirfs? Yeah. Tristan Wirfs was the highest on my board, by the way, and then the guy ends up going and winning the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Giants reached on Andrew Thomas, and he hasn't really – you know, lived up to the billing on where he was drafted and what position he was drafted in. But he's gotten better a little bit, coached up. Ringing endorsement. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's been coached up a little better. bit. But... Freaking top 10 pick. Yeah. He's got to be really good. So uh, ESPN was looking out to 2023, but in doing so, in a recent story, they were ranking front offices. Uh, worst front office in all of the NFL. They say it's the Bears. Second worst, the Raiders. How did the Texans not top that list? A good point. Texans' new new staff is actually good. We'll see. When did it? Yeah, I guess when did they yeah. rank it? I, I think guess. it's, it's we'll, current right now. We'll see. Well, I mean, they brought in a potential star starting quarterback for sure. That's a good start. God, that uh, could be the worst move. I, right I also, I also think it's what, Nick Casario from the Patriots who's, sure. who's taking over. Um, I, I saw some of the. There's a couple of these lists out right now, but I, I think the Browns were number two. Good for them. Browns are the best organization in all sports right now, so they're out. They're kind of underrated a little bit in that poll. Um, they're really good. Uh, the Texans, I think they're they're moving in the right direction. They brought in a lot of players that are really, really good complementary players, secondary players. Like they are building a team where you'd add a couple stars and they're going to be really good. But it's impossible to judge these things. It's so tough. Uh, let's continue the conversation on the other side. We'll see if we get more information here on uh, Mark Bedane. I think we have a statement from Bedane that we potentially can get to. But uh, let's pay some bills here. It's Cofield and Company on a Monday. A strong grab bag as well as we're going to uh, – Get everyone's feel for what's going on with the Olympics coming up later this week. The phone lines are open and we want to hear from you. Call 702-364-1100 and tell us what's on your mind. You're listening to Cofield and Company. Live from the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, back here, Battleborn Broadcast Center. It's Adam Hill. Daniel McCartan sitting in from WFAN. We were just talking about uh, the ESPN rankings. 31st, the Raiders are in the front office rankings. Now, we can certainly name, we just said the Texans, but Adam fired back and said, well, based on what could happen, Nick Casario and company aren't terrible. Especially considering what what happened. I mean, you take over a job that all of a sudden you're like, hey, we've got the third best quarterback in the NFL. We can build around him. And then you take over. You're like, wait, what? He's not going to be available. What happened? I thought they did a good job recovering 
from that. So, I, I mean, I'm going to say that they're not automatically the worst. I think they, they were dealt a terrible hand. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that that will be judged, of course, down the road. Um, it's also it's tough to judge. It's really tough to judge who's making the right decisions. Like, it's basically you just get a good quarterback and then you win. But there, there is a lot of other things that go into it. That's that's where front offices really come in. But it, it is interesting that the the teams that were hit the hardest are the ones that have had uh, not so much success. Okay, that makes sense. But also have been around for a little while. But the 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 new front offices have actually gotten a, a free pass. Like, yeah, I don't. I think the Lions, dude, might be good. But Jared Goff. Seriously, that was, that was that's a great like, that's trade. Your, that's your opening move. That's what, a great to get the trade. First round picks. They took Jared Goff basically as it was like, okay, we'll take Jared Goff if you give us the world. And the Rams were like, okay. How long are they bound to Goff for? Two years. It's a bad contract. Okay. Yeah, but but they also got a whole bunch to take on that bad contract. All right. Who else is worse? Who else is worse than the Raiders? Front office. <laughs> really, it's that bad. To say. You think the Giants are better? I mean, they did some reorganizing to get Gettleman some help, but I don't know. Are the Giants better as a front office? Um, I think that he has embraced analytics, really, with his computer, with, with his computers in a, computers, in a garage. His computers. <laughs> but uh, Joe Judge and him together, I mean, look yeah. what they did with that defense. It was like top, I would say top five defense in the entire league last year. So I don't think, no, I think the Giants are in better shape than the Raiders. Jaguars sure. are probably worse. Yeah, did you see what What's-His-Name said about Tom, Tom Coughlin? <laughs> That they who's, hated who's, him. Who's, what's, what's his, his name? name? Oh, I can't. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> okay. What he said so, about Tom Coughlin. Like, you are not going to insult the guy that won two Super Bowls with the New York Giants. Sorry. And it was like, wow, wow. We just didn't want to play that style or whatever. Tough. I mean, be held accountable. Tough. It's one thing to be a coach. It's another thing to be a they're, They have a – first he, of all, hiring Urban Meyer is insane. Uh, it's, and Urban Meyer has already ridiculous. made already made mistake mis- mistake after mistake already this offseason. Like I think I think the Jaguars are a worse organization, the worst front office. Although I like the ownership, um, I think they're worse. I I don't. I just feel like I feel like the Raiders are being spoken about as if they're like they've been a three and thirteen franchise the last couple of years. They've okay. been within hailing distance of the playoffs and faded down the stretch. Sure, they you can't be in the running for the playoffs the last two years and have the second worst front office. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make well, sense. I think you today. could be in the playoffs and have one of the worst front offices. I mean, the, the Cowboys, I think are one of the worst in the league. They're pretty awful. They don't seem to know what they're doing. All right. There's a difference between being like the 18th to the 28th front office, but like the second worst. Sure. But it, you can't just, you're not, if you just go base it on whose record is the best or the worst, then well, it's part of it. Why then? Why even do the rankings? Just like the best front office is the best team, and the worst is the is the and I, like I, like I just it said, actually is interesting. The, the the Bears actually have like they haven't had and the, now the big thing is the quarterback. They blew it, so I guess they're being penalized for the risky pick. But like the Bears have actually been competitive and made the playoffs. I've got they one. have the worst front office. Okay, I got one. Okay, Green Bay Packers. I mean, who's their quarterback well, right now? Yeah. They haven't surrounded him with the number one wide receiver since 2011. It's not great. Well, right now the GM apparently can't get along with the the best player. So exactly, that make you one of the worst. What is the worst? And and the the, the worst was the Bears. It was the Bears. It was the Bears, and then the Raiders. Hmm. Well, it was Bears 32, Raiders 31. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, think I, the Raiders. I, mean, I, I think you could. I'm not going to defend them. I, the, the Jets are a worse front office than the Raiders. But the, and I also now they're getting a fresh start, but. It was they're more. Not, they're not better than the Raiders. I don't know. It was more the coaching. Adam Guru, as I called him. I mean, come on. Right. Ruined. He, you want to make a bet? Here's going to be a good bet. 
Uh, Sam Darnold, comeback player of the year. Book it. Telling you. We'll, make that, we'll, make, that, we'll make that bet, but you're not doing it straight up. I can't do that. Well, I am. How do I do it? Show me. There's, there's got to be odds out there. There's going to be odds. So, you know, we're not doing it straight up. Um, he's probably going to be, you know, freaking whatever he is, 12 to 1 or something. Sure. That's uh, a great bet. I'm, I'm taking it. And, and I, I will also say <laughs> a lot of this, because if you if you read, through, <laughs> if you read through the article and, and the some of the rankings, the draft makes up a lot of this. Yeah. And the Raiders have been a disaster they in the draft. They haven't been great. They've been a disaster yeah. in the draft. So that's a big part of why this is where it is. Now, I will also say, because I, th- I feel like we're getting negative on the Raiders right now, uh, somebody texted me last night uh, from a you know from a national outlet. was like, hey, I'm just kind of trying to get some insight, trying to work on some preview stuff. What do you think of the Raiders? And I said, I've been very negative all offseason, but I think I might be wrong. Like, the offense was really good last year. They might be able to, if they can be the same, with the new offensive line in place, which is a big if because it's a lot of young guys, a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of unanswered questions. If they can have the same offense, their defense should be dramatically better. I mean, if they're if they're a, a defense that's at least closer to the upper half of the league, sixteen to freaking twenty two, not dead last or thirty first. They've been seven and five and seven and four the last couple of years in position to make the playoffs, and they they flop down the sure. stretch. And, and that well, that's that's coaching in front office too, not having the right players. And well, not this is front office, place. but I, which, I will which also say. I'll also say, though, like all offseason, I've said, okay, they're not going to beat the Chiefs because they're already playing for second in the division. They're not going to beat the Broncos because the Broncos are going to be one of the best rosters in the league with either Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson at quarterback. That what? hasn't happened yet. No, he's going back to the Has, Packers. It hasn't happened yet. So it's still Drew Locke. Yeah. So now, now second place, and, and I, I've been you know pretty consistent that I think Justin Herbert takes a pretty big step back in the year two. So, where it, so now all of a sudden you're not – necessarily starting the year in fourth place automatically there's a chance to move up to second and then there's, that's a, if you're in second place you got a chance to make the playoffs then well yeah you're just looking for a wild card spot you're not right. beating the chiefs right but i mean if you're going through the if you're as i was looking through the offseason i said okay chiefs are first broncos with either rogers or watson is second chargers probably third but you're you, you're there with them but i think now you can you can have second place as a as a possibility and then you're probably in the playoffs all right, quick timeout. We'll come back. I'll get those odds for a comeback player of the year. Maybe we'll have a bet here, but yeah, it won't be straight it. up. I'll get I'll get you the I will odds. do it straight up. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So crazy day today. We were just talking about the Raiders and some of the preseason stories. And, you know, a lot of that's nonsense in the end. It's just an opinion. Uh, But we didn't expect the biggest Raiders story of the day to be Mark Bedane, the president, resigning. Uh, Mark Davis put out a statement with a lot of uh, capital letters and said thanks. And, you know, Bedane was a big part of the organization and started, you know, from the bottom and worked his way up and really did help get the uh, best, you know, deal we've ever seen for a stadium get done. So he was a big part of this whole thing. He released, or he did he release a statement, or at least he talked to uh, Graney. He talked. He talked to us at the Review Journal. Okay. Sure. Um, basically, just said it's the time. You know, uh, this is successful construction and operation of Allegiant Stadium has been unequivocally the most challenging part of my thirty years in the organization. Seeing it through to the end has been rewarding beyond measure. Together, the Raiders in Las Vegas accomplished what seemed impossible. Now that the project is complete, it's time for me to focus on my family and look ahead to new pursuits. I'm forever, great, forever grateful to MD, it's Mark Davis, for his unwavering support and friendship. Okay. Well, 
we'll let the story develop. I'm not going to take any guesses. I hope Running for mayor? Okay. I hope everything's okay. I, I I don't know. I don't know. No idea. We'll see. Is he going to help the A's come here? That would seem like bizarre world. Yeah. Not, I don't think no that's going to happen. Lost. No love right? lost there. Uh, but the at the beginning, when it's the time, like, wait, what? It's time. Like, how about a couple of years of enjoying the fruits of your labor? He's like, it rained for two days here. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm out. Stick your hand in there, Dave. All right. You want the odds on comeback player of the year? Tell me. Danielle McCartan's in with us from WFAN. She's out uh, road tripping to Vegas. She wanted even money on Darnold. But no, she didn't say that. But she, basically, hey, you want to bet? I'm like, you're not. I'm not betting you straight up. That I get the field, and that Sam Darnold is going to be player of the year. So these are the odds on comeback player of the year. The problem for Sam Darnold. Because I do think he has a chance to be a good quarterback. And, hey, if he starts the whole year and, and they're solid, maybe he can throw for 3,500 yards and 25 touchdowns. But the list of injured players from a year ago, Dak Prescott's the favorite, Christian McCaffrey's second, Joe Burrow's third, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, Nick Bosa, Jameis Winston, our guy, uh, Odell Beckham, and then Darnold's in there at like 17-1. to 1. This was as of like June 25th. Don't forget Von Miller's coming back too. Yeah, I want to rethink that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Don't go head to head. <laughs> I mean, that's why you, you're probably going to get 25 to 1 when you want to play it. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it still. Nice. I like I like long shot odds. Bold stuff. Yeah. All right. Good well, luck. I like I like Arnold this year. I think he's going to have a good year, but that's a tough list. Yeah, it's it ridiculous. Is a tough list. If Dak does anything, if Dak stays healthy and the Cowboys win McCaffrey. 9 or 10 games and, McCaffrey. and McCaffrey can pile up such numbers, it's yeah. craziness. All right. Aviators game tonight? Yeah. All right. That'll be a good deal. It'll be awesome fun. stadium. Yes. Enjoy that. Uh, Ari, good job. We'll talk to everyone tomorrow. Thanks to our friends here at Battleborn Injury Lawyers as we're uh, using their studio from time to time. Appreciate that very much. See you.